podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Um, we're, as we do right now, going to go into the Word. We're going to Acts chapter 3 today, verse 1 through 10. If you'll remember, though, we saw last week that the, the apostles, they were doing some waiting. And we learned a few things from that, didn't we? We learned what we can do in the waiting. Remember, Jesus had told them to wait for the promised Holy Spirit. So then the apostles... And all of Jesus' followers, totaling at that time 120, wait indeed for the Holy Spirit, for their helper to come. As they're in the upper room then, the Holy Spirit does indeed arrive and they receive the help that's going to be required in order for the early church, the church, to begin to grow and to move forward People hear and see what's going off. They can see these people preaching and teaching. So the people around about Jerusalem start to hear, start to see what's going off. And naturally then, people listen, they take it on board and they decide to to follow. They hear the wonderful news of the gospel that Jesus came to bear our sin and our shame, the weight of the punishment of our sin on the cross. That if we then put our faith and our trust in him, if we say sorry for our sin, we ask him into our life, we too can have this promise that we will see our saviour face to face, that we will have eternal life, that we'll receive the Holy Spirit as the guarantee, the deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance of, of that eternal life. That's on offer still today. That hasn't changed as we see and we see the early church now. That same offer is still available for us in 2021. God defeated sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we, even today, have that very same opportunity at life. So this good news then is being preached as the disciples, as the apostles, all of the followers, as they go out and they share this good news, it's being preached and people are listening. But Peter and John, two of the apostles, also remember in this account that we're going to see today, that they need to spend time in prayer and time in worship with God. There's so much happening, so, so much is going off as the early church begins, but they don't forget that they must spend time with the Lord. Uh, we can always find stuff to do, can't we? We're always busy. That's just how we are. We naturally can find a thousand things to do. We can create lists that we never even begin to complete. But we have to set time aside. It's a priority. The first thing that we should do is to set time aside so that we can worship and that we can pray. And we catch them as we dig into this account today. We catch them on their way to the temple to indeed do just that, to, to pray, to worship, to just spend time with the Lord. But they stumble 
across a man who's lame from birth. And he was placed at the temple gate called Beautiful every day where he begged in order, I guess, to survive. And he's about to receive, as we'll see in this account, some good news. The good news that he's about to receive is from the only one who can give him the great news of life. And his life, indeed, is about to change. So as I've already indicated, Acts chapter 3 verse 1 through 10. Let's have a read and let's see what the Lord's got to say to us through his word today. So I've got my NIV Bible as always. Let's see what uh, see what the Lord's got to say to us. It says, verse 1, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And as always, we pray that the Lord would just bless the reading of his word to us today. It's a a wonderful account that begins really, as I've already stated, with obedience from Peter and John. They're going up to the temple at this specific time in order to pray. Their priorities then stem from their Jewish roots. There were times to pray in, um, in the way that the Jews behaved and those times were nine in the morning, 12 noon and three in the afternoon. Um, and those really are picked from in Psalm chapter 55 and also in Daniel chapter six. They, they used those times as specific times set aside so that they could go and pray. Now, these two disciples, these two apostles, know and understand what Jesus has done. But of course, their roots, their their roots are deep. And and Peter, actually, as you go through Acts, you see that the Lord had to sort of educate him, sort of had to push him in order for him to get away from this religious lifestyle that he was trying to live. And remember that he's now in a relationship with a living God because of what Jesus Christ has done for him. And we're the same. Sometimes we can go through religious cycles because that's what we feel like we should do. But it should never be that. It should be the relationship we want to do. I go to church because I want to. I study the word because I want to. I read the word because I want to. I pray because I want to. I worship because I want to. Not because I have to. And when the the shift in balance happens, where I feel like, oh, I I better read the word because I haven't done so far this week. That's not where the heart should be. 
It should be our desire to spend time with the Lord. And really, these moments show us something deeper that, in fact, as we go through um, Peter, if you go through Peter's life, it took him time to realise that. It took him time to understand that. But in this moment, they're being obedient. They're going up to the temple and they're going to pray. But their eyes now, because of their walking and their talking with Jesus, because of their education that they've received from Jesus, their eyes are open to those around about them. And they see this man who is has been lame from birth. And he was placed at this gate called Beautiful every single day. There he'd beg for money in order, I guess, to survive, to, to just get by. The man is carried there, perhaps by friends, but also maybe just business associates, those that would take him perhaps to the gate every day in order for a little bit of financial return. I mean, we don't know, but we have to just assume that he's carried there every day, as the word tells us, by somebody, um, whether it be friends, whether it be family, or whether it be some kind of business agreement. Nevertheless, he gets there every single day and we see that in verse 2. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple, uh, temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg those going into the temple courts. This man, he seems to be, as we see from the word, he's always to the gate, never through it. He's always to the gate, but he's never through it. Actually, when we think about that, he he was stuck, completely and utterly stuck. Jewish culture and the religion would mean that he couldn't even go in. He was just completely and utterly stuck at the gate. And we can draw some similarities here, can't we? Not in this instance of, of who we are physically, but naturally in our spiritual walk, in our walk day to day, as we battle between what our heart desires, what our mind desires, and also the way that we live in our life, sometimes we can find ourselves in moments where we are completely and utterly stuck, that we go through the same routine over and over and over again. And, and we feel like we can't get through the gate, we're just at the gate. Maybe we're stuck in moments where things just we know aren't right, where we're living life day to day that isn't right. We know it's not right. We feel it's not right, but we just don't seem to be doing anything about it. Sometimes we can be stuck outside the gate because of pride. Perhaps we're stuck because of shame or guilt, things that we've done. We feel like we can't go through the gate, feeling like maybe even that we're not good enough or whether even we're worth it. I'm sure this man here, lame from birth, carried there every day, felt like he wasn't worth going through the gate. He wasn't worth anybody's real attention. He was just there. He was just background noise. He was just background scenery. But things are about to change for this man because Peter and John are walking by but not only do they hear him, they see him. And that's really important for us to know. They don't just hear him, they see him. Let's have a look at verse three and verse four. 
it say, let's just, uh, when, when he saw Peter, verse 3, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him. Peter stopped. He had to stop. He heard and he stopped. He looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, and this is important, Peter said, look at us. And then it says, so the man gave him, uh, gave them his attention, expect, expecting to get something from them. Peter and John stop, they hear, they stop and they look at the man. But they also tell the man to look at us. It's so difficult sometimes to think in the moment what you would ask for from people who give you their full attention. This man obviously is going to ask for money because that's what he knows to ask for. That, that's all he knows to ask for. He just needs to get by the following day. Just Let's just make it through today and let's get to tomorrow. That's really all he's thinking about. And we can find ourselves perhaps thinking the same in our moments where we're feeling like we're stuck. We're asking perhaps for the wrong thing because we feel like that's all we can ask for. Maybe we need to rethink about what we're asking for. You know, what are we going to ask God for? Are we just going to ask him for bits and bobs in order to just get by? Or are we going to ask him for forgiveness? Are we going to ask him for freedom? Are we going to ask him for life? Let's not get caught up in thinking that we just have to ask for the small things because that's all we're really wired to think that we should ask for. But let's think bigger than that. You know, Lord, just help me break this cycle, but rather, Lord, change me from the inside out. Father, that, that's what we should be praying. Lord, just help me. Give me that change from the inside out, Lord, because I just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. I cannot break the cycle. We need to ask for something far bigger, for forgiveness, for freedom, for life. The lame man here, he asks for money because that's what he knows to ask for. But as Peter and John stopped to talk to him, you might agree with me when you read the account. He wasn't sure really what he was going to get. You know, nobody really would have paid this guy much attention. He would have just been there. People, as we go through the account, obviously knew him. They saw him day to day. But they, he was probably, as we've already said, just background noise, just scenery in essence. But look, he says, so the man gave them, verse 5, the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. He wouldn't know what he was about to get. It was a moment where it was, I guess, if we put ourselves in the picture, it'd be a little bit awkward. These two guys on their way up to the temple to pray, not only hear the guy, but they stop. They look at him and they say to him, look at us. The guy must have thought, uh-oh. You know, you think about the tension in the moment. Well, these are real people. So imagine how you would feel. You'd be a little bit, oh, what's happening here? You know, a little bit hopeful that you might get something. A little bit worried that it might be something that you didn't really want. A little bit, uh, you know, there'd be anticipation in this moment. A little bit of fear, perhaps, even in this moment. And Peter, really, well, he, he drops a bombshell in verse 6. 
Um, because he, 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 the, the word goes on to say to us, verse 6, Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. Oh, well, you're no use to me then. Think about it. You know, from the guy who's stuck at the gate, always at the gate, never to get in the gate, never able to go through the gate. All he wants is just to get by. Just help me to get by. That's all I'm after. You know, I, I need a little bit of loose change. And that was the problem. That's what he was after. That's what he was asking for. He needed to ask for something much bigger. You see, he was asking for loose change. And really what Jesus wanted to give him, what God wanted to give him through these two men here was real change. Not loose change, but real change. And real change is exactly what he got. As verse six continues on, um, as he says, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. In this moment, you can also, perhaps if you're not careful, get confused as to who heals the man. If I ask you the question, who heals him? Naturally, the response would be as you read the words, you go, well, Peter healed him. No, not at all. You see, Peter says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And that is who heals him. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is power in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of Peter, not in the name of John or Matthew or anybody else. And that wasn't the disciple's name. That was mine. It, it doesn't matter. The power is in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's where the power is. And Peter says to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth walk. There is, church, no other name. Only Jesus can change our direction. Only Jesus can change our direction from death to life. Only Jesus can set us free from the chains of sin that keep you and me outside the gate. Only Jesus can set us free. Only Jesus can bring us life, church, that is truly life. There is no other name. Only the name of Jesus. The man gets to his feet. His ankles become strong and he begins to walk. We see in verse seven, his entire life has been just outside the gate and today was no different for him. He just started off exactly the same as every other day. And he found himself at the gate called Beautiful. And there he sat waiting for somebody to throw some change at him. And two men who were in obedience on their way up to the temple to pray, just on their day-to-day -day business, there becomes a divine appointment where these two men, are able to give this man who felt like that was his only chance. That's all life had given him. They gave him life that was truly life in and through the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we see what happens in verse 8. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he, he went with them 
into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. This is the only response that we can have, isn't it? When we receive life, when we accept Christ as our saviour, when we realise that there is power in the name of Jesus and we allow him to turn our life from death to life. We allow him to set our life on a new path, a new trajectory to heaven. There's only the name of Jesus that can do that. This man has seen that. He's seen that there's power in the name of Jesus. And for the first time in his life he is no longer at the gate he has gone through the gate and church that is what Jesus can do he can bring about the opportunity to help us to pass from death to life to help us to break the chains of sin and shame on our life but we have to ask we have to ask the Lord to change us from the inside out and this is the response then when we do that, when we ask Jesus into our life, when we say sorry for our sin, we can only leap with joy because we have been freed. The man has received healing and he's received life. And only Jesus can bring that about. So what about you today? Are you tired of being stuck at the gate, there every day, unable to break past that same cycle over and over again? I don't want to be in this cycle, but I don't know any different. I don't know what else to do. I don't see a way out. Let me assure you there is. There is something different. There is a way out. And let me tell you too today that you have God's full attention. He's looking at you and he's saying to you, look at me. Will you look up? Will you ask? Will you in just absolute freedom say, Lord, I am sorry for the sin in my life. Please come into my heart and change me. And as this man, as we see at the gates for the first time, was able to go through and he went through leaping with joy. We have to ask. And it starts with forgiveness. It starts with a sorry. And then we ask him to change us from the inside out. And this church is what Jesus can do for you. He can change us from the inside out. What an amazing account we've been able to go through today together. What a joy to look into the word, to go and to see all that God has done. We have that same opportunity today. Do not let it slip by. Today is the day for the first time, no longer stuck at the gate, but to actually go through. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you once again for your word, Father, for your goodness, for your grace, Father, for the mercy that you've shown to each one of us. Lord, we just pray 
that you would help us today to see that in fact we can have real hope as we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can have real life, that we can pass from death to life, that our sin is forgiven. If we put our faith in the Lord Jesus, if we say sorry, it's dealt with, done and finished. Father, no longer do we have to sit at the gate, but we can go through the gate knowing that we are saved, redeemed and set free because of the work of the cross. I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit might move, that lives might be changed, that your word might settle on hearts. We just thank you again for this opportunity and we pray, Lord, that you'll just continue to be with us. Just keep us safe over the coming days and weeks, we pray. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.